You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Yes, hello folks. Uh, Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm sitting here with our host, Father Craig Hochalter, the Dean of Students at Trinity High School. And we are uh, set up with the RPR studio in the Fisher Commons area, a beautiful area in uh, Trinity High School. And again, Father uh, Craig, thank you for being with us this morning, carving out uh, some time for us for this show uh, and your busy schedule. You're welcome, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we, it's been a great show in terms of encouraging hope. I mean, in, in so many different ways, you know, with the marriage retreat, Corazon offered by the Diocese of Bismarck, the hope that affords uh, to mar- husbands and wives. And then, of course, um, you know, speaking with Mr. Glaser and, and what Catholic schools, the hope they afford to, to young families. Um, Father Dash was, was really bold and, you know, his invitation for vocation work. Uh, and now to confession. We move from the Eucharist. Uh, that, that that role in the life of um, of of future priests and young men, and now Father Sattler is is our our guest on and this segment. Mike, uh, Father Sattler, good morning. Good morning. Father Sattler is the pastor of uh, the Church of Saint Anne's in in Bismarck, uh, North Dakota. Uh, thank you, Father, for being with us this morning. Uh, how's your Wednesday going? It's going very well, very well. Glad to be with you here this morning too. Thanks for the invitation. Prior to you, Father Sattler, you're welcome. Prior to you, we talked with Father Dosh, the vocation director of the Diocese of Bismarck, about the role that the Eucharist plays in, in a, a, not just in a man's discernment of the priesthood, but just in general, the role of the Eucharist in preparing for Holy Mass, uh, for, you know, in the life of, of the layman, the layman and the laywoman. Um, moving on to, to confession, Father Sattler, talk about your experience uh, in the sacrament of confession, you know, receiving the Lord's mercy, uh, as you moved from uh, being a layman and then ordained as a priest, certainly your perspective changed. Uh, can you share with us that experience and how you moved uh, from receiving the Lord's mercy as a layman, uh, certainly as a seminarian, and then moving into, on the other side of that, uh, hearing confessions, but also, of, of course, staying faithful as a penitent yourself? Yeah. No, it's a really good question, actually. It had me, uh, allowed me to kind of reflect um, back on uh, being receiving it as a lay person, which is some years ago already now. But I, I think our tendency with this sacrament, unfortunately, is to place a little bit too much emphasis on ourselves. Um, when I kind of look back, um, I'm receiving and going to confession. I mean, there was always the reality. It's kind of a little bit of an awkward dance. I mean, there's reality of the great and incredible peace that we receive in confession, the true relief, and yet kind of there's a lot of focus beforehand on um, preparing and sometimes putting off preparing, sometimes putting off going, um, and then finally making that time and going there, and we can be a little, a little nervous at first. And then there's always the reality, though, that the real sacramental um, power of Christ removing those sins and placing this peace in our hearts. And I know that there's been a a real movement in my own heart um, since becoming a priest. And I think even there, you know, earlier on in the priesthood, I might have been a little bit more focused on what I needed to do in confession, you know, as far as um, providing counsel and 
uh, giving a good penance and uh, making sure the line is moving along. And what has really transgressed in, in my own heart as both a, a penitent as a, and as a confessor is what God does in this sacrament. And I think it happens because you see it happen again and again and again and again in so many beautiful moments with souls who come in, again, very focused on themselves, very focused on their sins, and which we need to do. We need to be aware of them. And yet the incredible gift of Christ's peace, um, as we pray over them, may God give you pardon and peace, that they really, truly receive. And I think there's just this, this continual growth and amazement and appreciation of, of what God does in this sacrament for souls. Um, I, I joke with a, a friend of mine who's a psychologist that, you know, what happens within a matter of four or five minutes, you probably couldn't do as a psychologist in three years, you know, to see people come in with this burden of sin and sometimes carrying it for way longer than they need to. And within a matter of moments, watching them walk out um, with, or at least hearing them walk out with, with a great awareness of Christ's peace in their heart. So, yeah, it's been a good journey in my own life. Um, I think there, there's that continual journey that we all make of being a little bit more aware of what God does um, in the sacraments and being appreciative of that. Hello, Father Wayne. Uh, this is Mike. Uh, what you just said was so powerful, I think. It really struck me that, uh, you know, five minutes of uh, just confessing sins is, uh, may be equivalent to years of therapy on the psychological level. Uh, it's, it, you know, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And so uh, could, you, could you speak to that a little bit more? Uh, that, uh, you know, some of our problems, depression, anxiety, uh, could be obviously uh, a lack of faith, perhaps. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's a replacement for um, the true need of psychological help for, for people who are struggling right, that way. Right. Um, I, I'd be very careful there, too. Um, but I would say that we make life a lot harder on ourselves by not availing ourselves to the, the true grace, the sacrament. Um, and the sacraments, you know, we categorize them as the sacraments of initiation, the sacraments of mission, but then the sacraments of healing. And the sacrament of reconciliation truly does heal. Um, to me, it's always amazing, you know, that Christ, when he saw the, uh, the paralyzed man being lowered down to the roof, and his first reaction was, oh my goodness, you're paralyzed, let's get you walking again. He saw the real need of healing and said, my, my son, your sins are forgiven. And I think we should lose sight of that, you know, too. Even back then they were so scandalized, well, who, you can't do that. But Christ then, of course, made them aware that he could by saying, well, what's easier for me to do? To tell the man to walk or to have his sins forgiven? And, and to prove his point, he, he had the man walk. There's a psalm, too, that always comes very uh, clear to my heart that um, too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. And that's really what happens in confession. I mean, we walk in there with this burden 
of sin, and it really is a burden. It's, sometimes you can see it even physically on a person, the way that they're carrying themselves, um, certainly the way that they're talking. And amazingly, God just wipes it away um, through the power of his sacrament, um, through the blood of the cross. And yes, uh, the, the power of this is perhaps not appreciated because, again, we can sometimes um, place too much focus on ourselves and not enough focus on what God does. And oftentimes, to help the penitent, um, I ask them, you know, when they go back out to the pew, just to take a moment and recognize how much better you feel now than when you came into the sacrament. And that's Christ. That's His power. That's His peace. And just trying to make them more aware of that, because I think as we grow in the spiritual life, that becomes more the litmus test of where we are spiritually. And when we begin to do actions or are involved in activities that take away that peace of our need to return there in order to have that peace restored again. Father Sattler, as we prepare, um, certainly in the COVID world, it's a different it's a different ball game with um, certain precautions and protocols and regulations. You know that that there will be no kind of community or communal penance services. Um, but I, I would think that uh, I would know in my own life, or just from the the pastors that I engage, that there would be a little bit more focus as we approach Advent. You know, just a number of weeks away. Uh, to increase hours of availability in the windows for confession, um, what do you say to those? You know, it's a, obviously it's a great, it's a fundamental way to prepare for Christmas and a privileged season like Advent and that liturgical season. What, what do you? What's your insight as a pastor to those, um, both to the dedicated that understand that it's a, you know to focus on God, but those that are you know, have succumbed to such a self-focus of I'm nervous about what the priest is going to say. I have this huge sin in my life. It's been five years. It's been 50 years. You know, speak to the masses, if you could, as, as Jesus did, of, of engaging both. You know, the, the people that are before you in daily, daily Mass that don't need that as much and those that perhaps don't even go to Sunday Mass. Yeah, again, I think um, sometimes um, interesting, you know, in, in the COVID era, um, we... Sometimes we, when we become ill, like with a cold, we can almost forget how good it feels to be healthy again. And then when we are restored to health, it, we're like, oh gosh, it feels good not to be coughing anymore, but it feels good not to be sneezing anymore. But sometimes those things can linger on, you know, for quite a while. And especially now with COVID, it can linger on for, for a long time. And I think it's a very good parallel to, to our soul. Um, sometimes... We kind of become accustomed um, not to feeling good spiritually, um, and it's it's very sad, you know, that a person becomes accustomed to not having the peace of Christ in their heart and going along with their daily duty without that peace in his heart. And I, all you can do is um, to ask them to do themselves a great favor and take that step of going to confession. You know, sometimes people will say, well, Father, going to confession, you know, it's a really hard thing to do. And I said, well, let's be clear there. It's, it's really not that hard. <laughs> um, you 
don't even have to make an appointment. You show up at one of the times that, you know, it's scheduled there. Um, you go in, you tell your sins. The priest gives you a penance, prays absolution over you, go back out and do your penance. I mean, that pretty much couldn't be simpler to do. Um, it is hard, you know, to admit your sinfulness to somebody. And I think that that's, you know, one of the um, hang-ups people can have on confession is, you know, why do I need to go to a priest um, to have my sins forgiven? And it's interesting that we do it with this back when I have to be honest with you, because we, we don't do that with the Eucharist. We don't question that so much. Why do I have to go to a priest to receive the Eucharist uh, at a Mass that he has been the instrument to which it's consecrated? Why do I have to go to a priest, you know, or a deacon for baptism? But here we do. Um, and just as we, you know, in the Eucharist, we do need that uh, priestly ministry to which Christ has promised to act, um, that Christ in his wisdom has seen the need for us to confess our sins in a human way, and that thankfully we do have that priest who is, who is present there to be that instrument of Christ's grace for them. So just to, I mean, I think we all get a little nervous, you know, admitting our sinfulness to anybody. Um, and just, But just an encouragement there that, you know, every priest who's worth any kind of salt of his priesthood um, never judges somebody that's in the confessional. Um, and then we, I think we can be afraid of it, especially, you know, I've been a pastor in various areas and in a smaller community especially. In a bigger town like Bismarck here, you can kind of shop around. You don't have to go to the priest that you know. <laughs> um, and, and people do do that. But, I do ask, that. You know, Father, yeah. <laughs> they go, well, Father, don't you judge us. And I honestly, I, and I hope people really, really hear this. Um, honestly, we're only humbled, you know, that you would come to us. Mm. And we are, um, we celebrate with you what God's going to do in that sacrament and humble that you would uh, be so willing to, to want your sins forgiven that you do come to the ministry of the priest. And every priest, first, he experiences it in confession himself, um, that great grace that comes. And also, most of us, I think, pray for the grace to forget anything that's said in confession, and God likes to answer that prayer really well. Um, and honestly, I mean, people will sometimes come to a confessional and say, well, Father, it's the same thing, you know, I struggled with last time, and I'll say, honestly, I don't remember. You're going to have to refresh my memory there. Um, so we're not there to judge you. Um, we're, we're simply there to celebrate with you what Christ has already paid the price for, and so that you can be freed of this burden that you're carrying and walk more freely with Christ. You know, to that point, I had priest mentors, uh, Father Sattler, and the grace of forgetfulness, and that's something I want to echo from what you just offered our listeners to the listening audience, uh, you know, whether you're ordained or, or uh, a lay member of the church. Uh, the priests really do have that gift. of It's a grace given to them, the grace of forgetfulness. Um, and, and I think that's significant because uh, I do think that's an obstacle. In an anecdotal kind of way, it's an obstacle that, I would hear in my in my pastoral work, uh, not even not only on the on the school level with with adolescents, but also on the adult level with parishioners um, that you know uh, you know me, you know I I don't I don't want to be known, you know, and 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 it's an awful sin, and 
And just knowing that not only are they confessing to the heart of Christ, um, and, and the, the priest is, is, is only a vessel, uh, but it, it is a very human way, you know, to receive that mercy, that divine mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Father Wayne, thank you for joining us. Uh, gee, uh, this is uh, good stuff, and uh, we have uh, we have some more time to, to visit with you. What's sticking out in my mind, and folks, if you're just joining us today, uh, uh, we are broadcasting live from Trinity High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. I'm Mike Kidrowski. I'm sitting here with Father Craig Hochalter, the Dean of Students at Trinity High School, and we're visiting with Father Wayne Sattler, the pastor of the Church of St. Anne's in Bismarck. And our subject is uh, reconciliation, uh, confession. And uh, we're just talking about uh, many facets of that sacrament. And one of the things that's sticking out in my mind uh, that uh, uh, Father Craig and, and you, Father Wayne, have been talking about is the, the gift of forgetfulness. And uh, that might, might be the first time I've I've realized that the gift of for, that forgetfulness might be a gift, but, uh, or is a gift, and uh, I'm thinking that those that are afraid uh, to go to confession, be, uh, just just the fear of what are they going to think of me, uh, folks. I, I I think that the two priests of Jesus Christ I have here would 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 uh, agree with me that. Uh, that uh, you know this the what what you would say is not going to knock them off their chair, and that uh, you should not be uh, afraid. And uh, they uh, so any any thoughts on that, Father Wayne? Yeah, um, I you know a lot of times I go back to you know that original gift of Christ's peace that that he gave. Um, after his resurrection from the dead to his own apostles. Um, he entered into a room of, of a group of men who had all failed utterly. And he knew their sins uh, through and through. And he comes in through the doors, although they're locked, uh, with the power and grace of the forgiveness of sins through the resurrection of the dead. And he simply says, Peace be with you. <laughs> Mm. Um, and he has to say it again because they were so startled, so shaken up, probably still so focused on themselves. And what was so beautiful that, that when they did finally receive that gift of his peace, it transformed them, you know, and, and they were able to go out. And I, I think it's not that God, you know, is, um, it's, it's not so much forgetting, it's, it's that he wants us to go forward, you know, in our lives. And I, I find that the sacrament of reconciliation is such a gift in that way that I can be carrying these things that I, I feel shame over, I feel guilt over. And he kind of gives you that reset button where you can really just simply go forward again in his grace. Mm-hmm. And the, the priest knows that. The priest experiences that um, in their own life as a penitent and they're, they're not there to push your face into the mud of everything that you're going to confess. They're there to help free you mm-hmm. from that so that you can go forward in your life. And even, you know, you find some people that are still, you know, they kind of go over the same sins again and again. They'll even go back into their past um, with uh, different grudges that they're holding. 
Um, and for them to be able then to finally forget their sins in a sense, you know, to be able to finally place this into the hands of Christ and move forward. And we have that, that assurance in the sacrament that you can go forward from here. You don't have to keep carrying this with you. And that is really one of the most beautiful things that I, that, that I see. So people who are you know, hesitant to come to this sacrament, again, they, they're really just making life way harder on themselves than they need to. Um, the priest is simply there to be the instrument through which Christ can help you to go forward in your life, not to start, keep pushing all these sins into your face as Satan likes to do. And there, too, I mean, real briefly, um, there's two A words that I like to use for, you know, the, the spirit of Satan, of evil, is the accuser. And that's not what you're going to experience in confession. You're probably experiencing it a lot before you go to confession, these constant accusations of your sinfulness. Um, the spirit of God is best described as the advocate, which in Latin is ad for, and vocaria, voice. So he's for you, not against you. So when you give in to all these accusations that are being leveled against you, um, and all the reasons why you would you know, accuse yourself of not going to confession, really to open your heart up to the spirit of the advocate who's on your side, um, not revealing your sins to push your face into them, but to be for you and to allow you to go forward from there. Father Sadler, thank you for that. I, I, um, I, I, those, you know, between accuser and advocate, I, I, that's a very, it's a hopeful uh, distinction you're making, and that's been a theme, if, if you have tuned in or if you haven't, but through, Mike and I showed this morning, you know, mm. ne- nearing two hours or so, uh, with, without intention, but, but by due to providence, and I think, you know, God's blessing right now, it, we, it, our guests have really connected this thread of hope. And, and you're doing that in the sacrament of confession you're offering to our listeners, uh, again, that, that pillar of hope. I, and I want to go back to that after this short break, uh, Father Sadler, if you just stay with us. Uh, to our audience, uh, we're going to take a few moments here, uh, and we'll come back with Father Wayne Sattler, pastor of the Church of St. Anne's in Bismarck, talking about um, the sacrament of confession and how that sacrament offers us hope in our lives of, of walking towards sainthood. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother, who loves us so very much, and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a mother on our side, a mother who prays for us, a mother who loves us as Christ as our brother, then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. 
And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her Son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my Son. Come to Jesus Christ. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are live uh, with the Real Presence Radio Live Show from Trinity High School. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with the host of the show, Father Craig Hochalter, the Dean of Students at Trinity High School. And we're broadcasting. We have the RPR studio set up at, in the Fisher Commons area. And uh, we have had quite a show, folks. We started off with Amanda Jensen, the Director of Family Ministry and Respect Life and the Bismarck Diocese, with, along with Father Russell Kovash. And then we had uh, President Steve Glauser. We've had the, the Director of Vocations, uh, Father mm. Dosh. And now we have Father Wayne Sattler, the pastor of St. Anne's Parish in uh, Bismarck. And uh, I need to say this. I need to say this, folks, that of the, uh, uh, of the four priests that we had as guests, including Father Craig Hochalter here as the host. Three of them are graduates from Trinity High School right here uh, out of this building. Well, we still have some of the old building <laughs> left, uh, but uh, a lot of it is new now. But uh, uh, we had Father Russ Kovash, uh, a 1983 graduate of Trinity High School, on this morning. We have uh, Father Craig Hochalter, a uh, 2003 graduate of Trinity High School, as our host. And we have Father Wayne Sattler, and I'm going to take a guess at this, a graduate of 1986, Father? 87. Very 87. Oh, I was so close. Good, I was so, yes. so close. And, uh, well, I just wanted, wanted to give uh, you folks a plug uh, saying thank you for answering your call to be priest of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, it's just great to have you all uh, on the air. And... Uh, so thank you again uh, for uh, for carving out some time to be with us this morning. Thank you, thank you, Mike. And, and we're going to add two more to that list of alumni oh, yes. priests in June of 2021. Uh, perhaps their their families or friends are are listening. Uh, both uh, deacons uh, Ben Franchuk and and Jacob Dagley, both graduates of Trinity High School, will be ordained priests of Jesus Christ uh, in June of 2021. Uh, Praise just, be just to God. Ten Father. months away, or less than that, nine months away. Father Sattler, um, as we prepare, you know, we we end the near the end, uh, we near the end of the ordinary uh, time, mm -hmm. and move into Advent. Uh, we just have a few minutes left. Can you offer us, um, as we near that time of the privileged season and preparation for the birth of, of our of our Savior, uh, what is your invitation? What is your call to people? Of, of making a good confession, you know, responding to grace and, and being open to receiving the Lord's mercy in the sacrament. Uh, what are some insights you can share, and, and what is your invitation to them, to our audience? Yeah, I think uh, maybe to pick up a little bit on, on where we had left off um, before the break there, and as, as you were kind of stressing um, the theme of hope and what we, what we renew in our hearts in Advent is the long-awaited hope 
of the Savior of the world. And sometimes we can, we can forget how intense that longing was for him to come, and now that he has come, and that our hope of being saved from our sins um, is something that is right in front of us now. We no longer have to truly hope for that to come. That hope can become a reality for us in this very moment. And in this uh, season of Advent, what a beautiful time, you know, to return to the sacrament of reconciliation and to be renewed in it. I think sometimes, you know, people, you know, even in the discouragement to go can even say, well, is there any hope for me? You know, I'm such a horrible sinner. Um, you know, should I even bother to go? And just the assurance that this is precisely why Christ came. Um, Christ came to save the world of their sins. And the birth that we celebrate um, on Christmas and that we're going to be preparing to celebrate would make no sense had he not died for our sins and then offered to us that path in which we can be reconciled to the Father. Um, so really to be renewed in the whole purpose of this um, Advent season, it's, it's a time of true hope, a time of seeing the fulfillment of that hope, and to allow yourself to experience the fulfillment of that hope of having your sins forgiven and being able to be at peace with God, as the angels declared, you know, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth, um, allowing yourself to experience that peace to his people on earth by having their sins forgiven. Father Sattler, what do you offer to... Thank, thank you for that, especially for those... You know, there's a little. I have a little bit of an aim or my encouragement this morning, as Mike has has said as well, as to those perhaps that are distanced, or um, estranged is too strong of a word, but you know may have a strong obstruction to getting there in Advent, and it may have. It's been a, a number of years, if you know something like ten or fifteen years, but even you know they're just they they're not going as much as they want, uh, or, or should be going. Father Seller, to those that do go. And, mm-hmm. and perhaps uh, are faithful to the timeline <laughs> and uh, punch the ticket, so to speak, but, you know, walk away wanting more. You know, that thirst is still there, What um, either due to genuine desolation or, or, or something on the emotional or psychological level. What, what do you offer them, Father Sattler, those that do go to confession but are listening right now in our audience and are thinking, I want more out of it? Yeah, sometimes we can think of confession just for big sinners, which it is, but actually it's really intended for for tremendous lovers, uh, for those who are truly seeking union with God and who become aware of anything that could be a hindrance to their union with Him. Um, We don't speak of people going to confession until after they die, and we can say that Mother Teresa went to confession every week, St. John Paul II uh, reportedly went every day, and it wasn't because they were huge sinners. It was because they were tremendous lovers of God and that in their sincere desire for union with Him were able to be aware of anything that could be a hindrance to that union with Him and were eager to go to confession to have that removed so that they continue forward in that journey for union with Him. So the, the hope is not simply to be forgiven of your sins. That's the pathway to union with God, 
And that's our ultimate hope, our ultimate um, plan is to be one with him. And so for those who are going regularly, yes, continue, uh, be encouraged, and continue to grow in that path of, of true union with God through this sacrament of reconciliation, which is just, I know for myself, it's, it's such a tremendous gift in that desire to uh, grow in union with him. I, I really don't know of anything else that parallels it in that sense of being able to continue to come to him recognize those things that are a hindrance to my union with him, have been taken away, and go forward again on that path. Father Sattler, thank you for that, and thank you for your encouragement, uh, for your promise to the priesthood. Uh, God bless you as for Susan Bantra Advent. Uh, Father Wayne Sattler is the pastor of the Church of St. Anne in Bismarck. Uh, Father, thanks for your time this morning. You have a good day. Thank you. God bless you. Mike, we're about to wrap up the show. We got a few minutes left before uh, the the finale, and now or uh, the next step is uh, my favorite guest, the technical director Eli. Uh, Eli, what do we got for next show? Well, thanks, Father. We got a jam-packed show coming up tomorrow morning here, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, with Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer coming to you from our Grand Fork studio. They'll start off the show with Mary Dudrow. She'll ask, "Can an example of a French wife save marriages?" Then Trent Horn will help us understand hard sayings in the Bible. And John Edwards will tell us how he's just a guy in the pew. Plus, hear from Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of London, Rochester. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, tomorrow morning. Right back to you. Yes, thank you, Eli. God bless you, and uh, good job this morning, and uh, good job to you, Father uh, Hochalter, for uh, being our host, uh, uh, stepping, uh, stepping us through the uh, program today. And it was a great program. We had uh, a lot of good subjects. We had uh, three uh, uh, three priests on, and uh, that uh, is uh, uh, an indication of how they feel about Real Presence Radio and how this uh, is a tool of evangelization. Lots of support to our listeners, especially to you veterans. We are praying for you. Today is a, a day for you. We thank you. We honor you on, on Veterans Day. Thank you for defending our country and our freedoms. Uh, to all of our listeners, too, I do hope that uh, you come away with hope. Uh, Mike and I had the privilege and blessing of listening to, you know, the three or four guests we had. And very different apostolates, you know, from marriage retreat to vocation Amen. work to Catholic education. And now finally to the sacramental life, uh, the Catholic faith uh, using this vehicle of, of Catholic radio offers us all hope. Father Hochalter, along with Mike Kiedrowski, God bless you and all veterans on this day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.